going to be learning Chelek Tazayin, the third Sicha of Chelek Yisrael. We're going to be using the Targum into Lashon HaKadosh. This is a beautiful Sicha. It's going to be taking a piece of Agadita Gemara, explaining it Api Nigla, Api the Gedorm of Alacha, and it's also going to be explaining it Api Chassidus. And this topic in Chassidus is a very popular topic in Chassidus. What's going to be very interesting in this particular Sicha is the Rebbe is going to be uh, looking at the background of these concepts, api halacha and the gedarim halacha, it's a very fascinating idea of the intermingling between the uh, halacha and the chassidus, and seeing how each one uh, adds hesber and, and, and clarity in the other. So let's start. Sefalaf, echad mimamari chazal hamavatmis milus hanifla shol shamatim tayr whom misachas pesachim. One of the Mamar Chazal that expressed the weight quality of Matan Torah is Mesechus Pesachim. The Rabbi Yosef, Be'yemedet Sarta, Amar Avdeli Egla Tilsa, Amar Ilav Ha'yemed Kagarim Kama Yosef Ikab Shuka. Rabbi Yosef on Shavuos would tell his servant to make him the third calf. Um, the third calf is um, from from the mother's womb is the best calf. And because of the special day of Shavuos, he would tell a servant to get specifically the third calf. And the reasoning was, he said, because if it wasn't for that day that caused it, how many Yosefs would be in the shuk? How many Yosefs would be in the market? Meaning, a simple interpretation is, that the reason why he celebrates Shavuos in such a fantastic way is because he recognizes that it was if it wasn't because of the Torah that he learned, he would just be like any other Yosef that's in the market. There would be nothing special about him. It's only because of high Yemen that we got the Torah and we learned the Torah and he learned the Torah. Therefore, he, uh, as Rashi says, was uplifted, became an important person, and therefore he celebrates it. That's that's a very simple a simple interpretation of the Gemara. So the questions that are asked, what does Rabbi Yosef mean when he said that day? The Kavana of Rabbi Yosef is that the reason why he is distinguished from others is because he learned Tyra, as Rashi explains. So if so, why does he say this idea in such a hidden manner? If it wasn't for that day, how many Yosefs would there be? I Means the only reason I'm different is because of that day. Why, why didn't he just say clearly? If it wasn't for the Torah, how many Yosefs would there be? Meaning, is if it wasn't for the Torah that I learned, how many diff- many Yosefs there would be? I'd, be? I'd be like anybody else. So it's only because of the Torah that he learned. So why does he call it because of that day? He should have stressed what's relevant, which isn't the day that they got the Torah, but the Torah itself. That would be a much clearer um, explanation of what he's trying to say. And he says, Yaser Mizu, this question can be made even stronger. The question becomes stronger because since Rabbi Yosef is talking about the quality of Lumen Hatayra, and he's saying it's because of his learning Torah, therefore he is distinguished from everyone else, then technically it's actually not connected to the idea of Hayyemet, the day of Shuas, which is the day of giving of the Torah, because Lumen Hatayra was even before. Which was on Vav Sivan. As the Chazal say that from the days of the Aves, the Yeshiva 
uh, the places of where you learn Torah was never uh, separated from them. Um, when they were Mitzrayim, they had a yeshiva. Abraham Avinu was a zakin who was yeshiv yeshiva. So they always had a yeshiva. And there always was this concept of limited Torah. And um, even we find just, even before Matan Torah, we know in Mitzrayim, they already started getting mitzvahs of Kiddush HaChadish, and they got mitzvahs of the Karban Pasach, and they got mitzvahs of Zechri Tzitz Mitzrayim. And we know that by Mara, again, which was before Matan Torah, they got the mitzvahs of Shabbos, and they got Dinim. So, so they already started getting a bunch of halachas and, and ideas of the Torah. Um, so the limited Torah, we know, was already from the times of the Avis, and even by the Eden themselves, they got these different concepts in the Torah that were taught to them before Matan Torah. And we also know, even after Matan Torah, the Eden got a lot of mitzvahs. Matan Torah was Ten Commandments, but after Matan Torah, we know they got uh, right in Parshas Mishpatim, after Moshe Rabbeinu came down from the mountain, he told them all the halachas of uh, civil law, uh, and we know throughout the next 40 years, there are many halachas and mitzvahs which were taught to them. So it wasn't specifically because of high yoyma that, that, that there was the Torah. Technically, we had many, we had limited Torah even before, and uh, even before the Torah was actually given. So therefore, if limited Torah is what made him different and special, then that would not have been because of the high yoyma. It wouldn't have been because of Nisina Satara. So Question number one is, if he's saying it's because of Torah, why don't you just say the Torah? Why are you saying Hayyema? And question number two is, how could you say it is because of the giving of the Torah, as Rashi is explaining? But Bahashtis, it had nothing to do with Hayyema. Learning of the Torah would have been um, even before. And Gamsar, Also, what does he mean by the words, if it wasn't for that day, that caused it? Couldn't you just say if it wasn't because of that day, if it wasn't because of that day that we got the Torah, how many Yosef would be? What is he trying to say is like, if it wasn't because of that day that caused, that how many Yosefs would there be? Uh, and just to explain a little bit more, the idea of Garam means to cause something else. Um, like, for example, you can, t- you can take off a, um, you know, let's say you're by a tree, you could take an apple off of a tree. Or you could throw a rock at the tree, and because of the shaking of the tree, an apple might fall off. So taking the apple is a direct. But if you throw a rock, the rock makes the, she, the, the, the tree shake, and then, then, it, then an apple falls off. So that would be called the gram. You're causing something to happen. So it seems like the Maimah Chazal is saying, Elav Hayyam the Kagam, if it wasn't for that day that caused something else to happen, then how many Yosefs would there be? So what is he referring to? If it wasn't for that day that caused something else to happen? Again, if we're referring to the giving of the Torah, if it wasn't for that day that we got the Torah, that how many Yesut would it be? What does he mean if it wasn't for that day that caused something else to happen? What is that thing that it's causing? What, what exactly does that refer to? Okay. So, so Pashtus, the Chayri could have given an answer. He says, maybe, he says, when Rabbi Yosef is saying Hayyema, he does not mean the quality of giving the Torah. Rather, he's referring to that on that day, one of the, on that day, that's when the Jewish people became a sugula mukala amin. They became a treasure from all other nations. That Hashem chose the Jewish people over all every amvalashem. And as we know, that when we say Kriyashma, when we get to the Birchus uh, Kriyashma, when we get to the words of Banu Bechayrta, that you have chosen us, we're supposed to think about Har Sinai, because it was at Har Sinai that Hashem chose us for every nation. That right by us accepting the Torah, that made us, us through us agreeing to basically do the Torah, Hashem chose us to be His Am Sugula. So and it was because of this that He became a Sugula. That's why He was different than all other Yosefs in the market. 
This is what explains why he doesn't say Taira. Because again, it's not the Taira per se, it's something else that happened on that day. And he also adds the words the Kagarim. The reason why he's saying that yoyim is because he wants to say if he would have because it's not the Torah specifically because the Torah was given therefore we gave am sugula so therefore he says hi yoyim so you understand that it's something else that happened on the day because clearly the uh, you know the star of that day was the giving of the Torah so if you're saying hi yoyim we mean something that happened on that day. And if a man tire would have said tire, so it makes you start thinking, okay, what else happened on that day? And then we realize, and then he also says something that was caused on that day. What would be something that was caused? So what was caused is that through the Eden accepting the Tyra, then through that, that caused them to be the Amsugula. So it's Hayyim, it was that day when the Eden accepted the Tyra, that's what caused them to be uh, the, the Amsugula. And that's what would make Yosef different than everybody else who was in the market. So that's what made him special, and that would explain all the questions we had. Why does he say Hayyema and not, not, not the Torah? Because it's not because of the Torah, it's because of Hayyema. Um, also, that we said the idea of uh, learning Torah was before, correct, learning Torah was before, but the idea of Am Sugula was not before Matan Torah, but the idea of Hashem choosing us, and the idea of Tukagarim, yes, because by getting the Torah, that caused something else. What did Hayyema cause something else, which was us becoming Am Sugula? So that seems like a nice answer. But it's hard to say that this is the only reason why Rabbi Yosef would say this. Because first of all, Rashi, who's the head of the interpreters, of the ones who explain the Gemara, the, the simple interpretation of the Gemara, he explained this very clearly that it's talking about, learn, I learned Taira. That Yosef saying that if it wasn't that day that caused me to learn Taira, also, it's understood from the whole sugya. The whole sugya over there, both bef- the, the Mamari Chazal before and after this piece, is talking about the quality of learning Taira. Look at R7. This is the Mamari Chazal right before ours. That everybody agrees that on Shavuos, you need Lacham, which means is you're supposed to also enjoy uh, f- having a good meal, having flesh, having meat, having food, not just spiritual ideas of davening and learning, but you actually need to have uh, Gashmias, my time, because it's Yom Shnit Matai Taira. This is the day the Taira was given. And by having also Lachem, that shows that this is something that was pleasant and acceptable to the Yidin that the Taira was given. So clearly it's talking about the mile of Taira. And the Gemara right after, our says, Sith Ha'ara 8, Rashashashas, Kultus and Yom, Ahadlai Tamud of Amar. Every thirty days would chazer uh, his learning, and he would say that this is because of the you know the, I'm doing it for my nefesh, I'm doing this for my soul because I'm, I'm making my my neshama happy. But again, it's the idea of learning Tyra. So and this is the main question that according to this, this is a mile that everybody has. Every yid would have biyachas to all the other nations, that the Jewish people on a whole were are the amsugula. But from the Maimur of Yesev, it's mashma that the Kavana was a particular Maimur, it was a particular quality that he himself had relative to everybody else. Because what did he say? He says, if it wasn't for that day that caused it, how many Yosefs would there be in the Shuk? Meaning his idea of a Yosef is still a Jewish name, it's still the union of a Yid. But he's saying, if it wasn't for the Torah, yes, there would still be Yosef. But how many Yosefs would there be? How many, you know, the, 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 I wouldn't have that this type of quality. So it's mashma that there's a certain quality that he had 
uh, over other Yidin, not just over other nations. That's why he's specifying himself. If this is a quality that I have. If it was about all Yidin, he says, if it wasn't for that day, you know, how many nations would there be? How many nations would there be in the world? But he's saying it as an individual. How many Yosis would there be? Meaning is I would have no special quality over anybody else of the, uh, the Jewish people. So that, therefore the Rebbe doesn't, is not so satisfied with this chat. Therefore, the Rebbe is saying, this is not, it's hard to say this is the only, the only explanation. So the Rebbe is not completely actually upschlagging it. He's first of all just saying it doesn't work according to Rashi. So, and, and then he says, another strong question, but he does bring it in, in, in the Aris, a possible answer for this. Uh, whoever wants to look, look, look that up. But the idea is the Rebbe wants to say, is, this can't be the only explanation. Maybe you could use it. But doesn't work according to Rashi, and also the Pashtas the Gemara doesn't work so well. So we're going to look for another shot. Siv Gimel. Oid kam and diyukim b'mamir zed Rabbi Yosef. And there's a few other diyukim. First of all, Aleph. Ma'u sha'amar kama Yosef ika. Afalaybastam kama inchi. Why is he stressing his name, Yosef? He should have just said kama inchi. Well, he could have just said, like, if it wasn't for this day that caused it, how many individuals, how many people would there be? Uh, in, in, in the world. Again, by stressing that idea, how many people would there be, it would still be that point that he would be not so special. Again, I wouldn't say that Jewish people, because if it was trying to distinguish the Jewish people from everybody else, if that was his point, he would have said, how many nations would there be? By saying individuals, inchi still means individuals. How many individual peoples would there be? It would still be saying, what would he be different than any other person, any other yid? But, so he could have just used the expression Kami Inchi. Why does he have to use his name? How many Yosefs would there be? It's a very funny way to say it. He just just said, like, like, why would I be special? If it wasn't for that day, like, how many other people would there be? I'd be like anybody else in the market. Why would we be like any other Yosef in the market? I'll be like any other Yosef. Like, what's the deal over there? It'd be like anybody else in the market. What is relevant? What is the relevance over here? When we're talking about the quality, the Maila Rabbi Yosef, about the name Yosef, until Rashi actually says it very clearly. He stresses this. There are many people in the market with this name Yosef. If it wasn't for that day, there would have been many people in the market with the name Yosef. Also, what is he adding with the idea of Bashuk in the market? Just say there would have been many Yosefs. Many Yosefs in the market. What's the deal over there that they're specifically in the market? He says, don't try to give an explanation and say that he's trying to explain why he's different. He says, because there would have been, if it wasn't for that day, how many Yosef would there be in the market? And I would have just been one of those people in the market like them. I wouldn't have been the base Medrash. So meaning is now because the Torah was given, I'm a Yosef, and I'm a Yosef that's in the base Medrash. While there's many other Yosef that are just Stamazo in the base, in, in, in the market. And if it wasn't for the Matan Torah, I would also just be one of those guys. He says, you cannot say that. He says, because this idea would have, if that was the point, that would have been understood even without the word Bashuka. Because if the Torah wasn't given, there wouldn't have been a whole, wouldn't have been a concept of a base Medrash. So every place in the world would have been the opposite of the market, of a base Medrash, which is a Shuk. The whole concept of a base Medrash was created through the Torah being given. So if the Torah was not given, then what he's really just saying is, if it wasn't for the Torah being given, there would have been many Yosefs, wherever they would have been. Obviously not on the base Medrash, because there's no, there's no, there's no Torah. 
So why is he saying um, in the Shuk specifically? So that question still remains. Siv Dalad. Habir Bezeh. Hachiluk Papash has been limited to Tayyar Vakim and the, the difference between learning Torah and fulfillment of the mitzvahs before the Torah was given and after the Torah was given. As we said earlier, we had many Mimam Chazal about learning Torah before Matan Torah and also about fulfilling the mitzvahs. It wasn't just learning, it was also Kim and mitzvahs. It says Abraham Avinu fulfilled the entire, the entire Torah even before it was given. He says the difference between before and after was before Matan Torah, the fulfillment of the mitzvahs was in a way that they were not commanded to, to do it, and they did it anyways. But after Matan Torah, the Yidin became into this gather of those who were commanded and fulfilled it. And as we know, there's a much greater quality by being commanded to, do, uh, to learn Torah and to do mitzvahs and then fulfilling it than not being commanded. So the main difference, this is again a halachic idea, that the main difference between before Matan Torah and after Matan Torah is that after Matan Torah we were commanded to do the Torah mitzvahs, and because of that, there's a much greater obligation and a much greater schus, which is on the Jewish people, as we're going to explain. He says, He says, the main chiddush and the quality of of being a mitzvah of Isa is not only in the gavra that fulfills the mitzvah, that he's given a greater schar. As the Gemara says over there, um, I'm not going to go through the whole story, but the idea is that those who are mitzvah of Isa get a greater schar than those who are not. Taisus explains why is that. He says this because when you, ha- when you are mitzvah, you feel the pressure, and therefore you also have a stronger temptation not to do the mitzvahs. So the Yitzhahara is much stronger, the pressure is much greater. Therefore, by the fulfillment, there is a greater quality within the person that perseveres. Masha'in came when you don't need to do it, then, you, th- then there's no pressure, there, there's no stress. It's like, oh, if I want to do it, I'll do it. If I don't feel like doing it, I won't do it. So when the person actually does the mitzvahs, it's because he wants to do it. And, and, and there's nothing pushing him. Not if, you know, if he does not in the mood, he won't do it. This is the concept what's brought on the Gemara of Pas Bitzale, that someone that uh, is hungry and he knows that he has bread in his basket waiting for him, he's okay, because he knows he'll eat, uh, and then he can eat whenever he wants. Like, oh, when I get hu- like I'm hungry, but I know I, I'll eat now, I can eat in 15 minutes, 20 minutes, but someone that's hungry and doesn't know if he's ever, if he's going to have food, the stress and the pressure is much greater because he doesn't know if he'll eat. So just having that paspasale actually keeps you happier. So same thing by the mitzvah. If, I, if you know that you don't need to do the mitzvah, if you don't want to, that in a sense keeps you calmer. So therefore, by, the schar is greater for those who are inside the gavra because it takes greater uh, perseverance and strength of character. He says, but that's not the only quality in mitzvah Isa. There's an additional one. This is also a quality, and it's actually the main uh, qual- uh, the main idea is that there's a elevation that happens in the chafsa of the mitzvah. The chafsa of the mitzvah is the actual object that the mitzvah is done. The gavra is the person fulfilling the mitzvah. The chafsa is the objects that the mitzvah is being done with. Uh, he says like this. Since before the fulfillment of the mitzvah was because of, came because of the person and with his power, not because Hashem commanded him, Therefore, he, the person fulfilling the mitzvah, he, his, he didn't have the capability 
to transform this chafsa, transform the essence and, and, and the core of what it is from what it was created, to make it into a chafsa shomitzah. So even after you did the mitzvah, it still remained a davar gashmi. It did not become a chafsa shomitzah, something which has kedusha inside of it. The change and the novelty was only in the person because he did this act. So by doing this act, that was able to, you know, maybe change certain characteristics of him, you know, changing his midas to make a, you know, a person gives more tzedakah, makes him a better person. And of course, also it gave him a greater connection to Hashem by doing what Hashem wants. He made a relationship with Hashem. And the Rebbe brings... In R13, explains this idea. He says, from the opinions that hold that Isr Durbanon is only an Isr Gavra, and explanations in this, that also the Mitzvah Durbanon are something which is just on the Gavra. To give a short explanation, because I think this really expresses what the Rebbe is trying to say. There's Halacha um, that let's a, 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 a storekeeper, a Jewish storekeeper sells a non-kosher item to a Yid by accident. And then that Yid eats that non-kosher food. And then the question is, does he does the storekeeper need to pay him back uh, the money? So he pay, he's paid 50 bucks for this uh, piece of flesh. And, um, and then he ate it. So the halach is like this, according to some opinions. The rabbi just says it's some. According to some opinions is that if it was an iser de rai, so let's say it was a treif piece of meat, then the meat itself is treif and the person doesn't have any taste. He doesn't have a genishmach in it because it's something which is treif. He doesn't want it. Therefore, you have to pay him back. But if it's an iser de rabbanan, then the iser is just on the person, but the food itself is technically nothing wrong with it. Therefore, since the person ate the food by accident, he didn't know it was you know, Asr Midur Therefore, technically, the food was fine because the food itself was always good. It's just that the Chamim say you're not allowed to eat this particular type of, type of food. So that would be an obligation that the man is not allowed to eat it, Mitzan himself, but he didn't know. So he didn't do anything wrong. The food itself, there's nothing wrong with. Therefore, the Allah is you actually don't need to pay back uh, the money for an Isr Durabanan. So again, the difference is by an Isr Duraisa, the item itself becomes asr. So this is a treif piece of meat. So when you ate it, it doesn't make a difference if you knew or you didn't know. This is treif. The meat itself is something which is asr. And uh, a yid doesn't want that. It doesn't have any geschmack from it. It doesn't help him out. It's a treif meat inside your system. It's not enough for you. This is something which is bad for you. You have to pay him back the money even though uh, the, meat, the meat is gone. But if it's an isadurabanan, so if it's an isadurabanan, the, the meat itself would be fine. There's nothing wrong with this. The only thing is you, as an individual, there's an obligation that, that the Chaman said, you cannot eat this piece of meat because you might come to do, you know, some other isadurisa. For example, let's say that it was Bishalakam. So if you eat this piece of meat that was cooked by a guy, you might come to, uh, you know, get married to a guy, etc., etc. So if you didn't know, then you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't know. And you ate it. The food itself is an us. It's just that you have an obligation not to eat it because the Chaman were worried about something. So when you ate it by accident, there was no isr mitzah the chachamim. The food itself was never prohibited anyways because the chachamim never asked the food. It's just that you can't eat it. Therefore, the storekeeper wouldn't need to pay you back the money. So that is uh, some opinions. The Altar Rebbe doesn't hold to that. The Altar Rebbe holds about even by Isu Durbanan. Um, the the chafzak itself actually becomes asr. Um, so that, that wouldn't be so, uh, so according to the Altar Rebbe, it wouldn't work. But the point is, what the, 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 the Rebbe is trying to show is that this we see such a concept. Like even by an Isu Durbanan. Isu Durbanan is something that it was man-made in a sense. 
So something which is man-made doesn't have the capability to change what the chafsa is. The chafsa still remains. It's, it was something which was kosher, remains kosher. In a sense that it's very logical. If this food is, is technically always a kosher food, how do the chum have the capability all of a sudden to say, you know what, it's not a kosher food. It's, it's an aser piece of meat. It's not aser, it's mutter. Of course it's mutter. The Torah says it's mutter. The only thing is, we're telling you, we don't want you to eat it. Because we know if you come to eat this, you might come to do something else which is worse. So it's an obligation that you shouldn't eat it. But the meat itself, they, they couldn't change. So for sure, before Matan Taira, when a Yid um, would do a mitzvah or would, would, wouldn't do something which is usher, it doesn't change the actual item itself. The item itself remains the same way. This was man-made. There was no mitzvah. Hashem has the capability to tra- change what the essence or what the essence of an item is. We don't have that capability. So before Mount Tahir, before we had the Torah, we couldn't change it. So it remained the same way. But as us, as a person, we were making our connection closer to Hashem. Okay, so that's how it was um, before Mount Tahir. But after Matan Tahir, when Hashem gave us the command to do mitzvah essay, and Mitzvah Sleisa say, then there was a Chiddush in the Pu'ula Mitzvah, in the act of the Mitzvah, even in the Chapsa, the item. I date Siva Habayr La'adam, Be'echoltu L'Shanes as a Chapsa Sha'isa Ba'isa Mitzvah, Sa'isa Be'erach that through Hashem give us, us this command, we actually have the ability to change this Chapsa, what you're doing the Mitzvah with, or to do the, that you're doing the Aver with. You can actually change what it is. For example, if you take basar and milk and you put it together and you cook it, that will make this item now treif. When a t- person will take a piece of a cloth and a parchment and he'll write a shtickle tire on it, he'll write a chvesa of parsha of tire, um, now this piece of paper is something which is kudusha, and you're not allowed to burn it, God forbid. Burning something which has a name, Hashem's name on it is asr, meaning is the item itself is now has kudusha within it. Um, so it actually changes the chafs of the item itself. So b'shash shihudi mekai mitzvah essay in a pure shadaver shehu hagaver oisa mitzvah. A yid does a mitzvah essay. The explanation is that he, as a person, is doing a mitzvah. So the yid is doing the gaver is doing a mitzvah. Vegam ugufa chafsa meschada shenasa chafetz chafetz chafsa shol mitzvah. And another thing happens is that the object itself becomes a chafsa of a mitzvah. Becomes an item of a mitzvah. Um, har 16 many different levels there's tashmisha mitzvah items which are uh, being used to help a mitzvah you know like the talis you have uh, mezuzah, uh, mezuzah uh, talis you have lulav and asrig then you have tashmisha kedusha that's like the covering of a sefer Torah um, then you have kedusha and then you have items they themselves that are kaddish like the, uh, the, the scrolls which are in the tefillin so many different levels, and there's different halachas regarding them, but the point is that they change. Um, so R15, that's an interesting idea. He says, It says that when the Torah was given, this caused the world to stay in existence. It says the world was, there was like a tanai with the world, that if the Yidim wouldn't accept the Torah, the whole world would return to nothingness. By Matan Torah, that... By, by them accepting the Torah, that made the world have a kiyim. Drashus the Torah. I before the Torah was given, the Avos did the Torah. 
So why was it specifically Matan Torah that caused the Kim in the world? He says the reasoning is because it was only the Torah that was given after, that was given by Matan Torah, that actually makes an effect in the Chafsa. Before. So before the world was given, before the Torah was given, any mitzvah that the Avis did didn't actually change the world. So therefore, the Torah didn't have that kim that comes mitzad uh, the Torah. Because only once the Torah was given, and now we have the capability to make the world a chatz of the kedusha. That's what gives the world a a kim, a true kim, a true existence, and um, a Torah existence. Well, there is mitzvah loisase. Kosha oisa adam avera adam avera when a person does an Avera, the pu'ula of the severe is not only in the person, meaning is when a person does an Avera, he rebels against Hashem, and that causes, uh, well, the rebelling itself is something which is wrong. It's the idea that you make a pagam even in your nafesh, uh, but there's something that the person has done wrong, and he needs to have a kapar. But it's also the pshat is, that the chafz itself is now becoming something which is, Something which was disgusting. He says, "Lar seventeen, v'lahar medin mitzvah bab avera." He says, "He's giving, pointing out the idea of a mitzvah bab avera, right? That if you take an item, you, let's say you steal an item, uh, and you use it for a mitzvah, he gives an example of, um, you know, it's a, sometimes the example is a lul of an esr, even though that's a big discussion. According to Taisvus, you take a lul of, you steal a lul of an esr, and you want to use this lul of an esr. This is called a mitzvah bab avera." Big discussion about this concept. Um, so you don't fulfill the mitzvah. Why? There's nothing wrong with the actual esrog, is there? The little of you stole it, fine, but what's wrong with it? So we're saying is, no, when you stole this thing, you made this thing something which is despicable now, and therefore you cannot use it for mitzvah. If you steal a piece of food and then you make a bracha on it, it says uh, you anger Hashem, because the food that you stole has now become something which is disgusting, and uh, you can't make it. It's it, it actually changing the item itself. So this is, again, what I we was saying before earlier. If the chafzah remains a good chafzah, just mitzah the gavra, then the chafzah still, uh, it, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. So you could make a bracha on it. You could um, use it for mitzvahs. But what we're saying is that when the item is actually aser, because you changed what the chafzah is, therefore it's actually not able to be used anymore for the mitzvah, because the chafzah itself is something which is uh, not good. Okay. Sif. According to this, is also understood um, another idea. That it says by Avraham Avinu that when he sent Eliezer to find a wife for his son Yitzchak, he made Eliezer swear that he wouldn't take from the daughters of Canaan. And what was the, we you know that the, when you make a shul, you're supposed to hold an item of a mitzvah, a chayfet mitzvah. So what was it? He says, told him to put his hands under his, his, uh, his thigh, which is the place where the bris is. And that was a makkah mitzvah. So it's funny. The lachayr is that who became a shekayim of Ramavinu kala tayar kula. He says that idea of putting it there is the opposite of tznias. I, you're going to say he had no choice. What else is he supposed to do? He says he did have a choice because since we know Avramavinu fulfilled all the tayar mitzvahs, so therefore he would have had many chatzay mitzvah. He would have had tefillin, he would have had mezuzahs, he would have had a sefer Torah. So Avram Avinu could have made Eliezer hold the sefer Torah, hold his tefillin, and make a shvua. Why did he have to put his hand out of the yerach? But now the explanation is beautiful. The cave and shikim and mitzvah day Avram Avinu but since we said, since the fulfillment of all the mitzvahs because of Avram, that Avram Avinu did, 
was not because Hashem commanded it. It's rather because he wanted to connect himself to Hashem, so he knew what the mitzvahs were, and therefore he used these mitzvahs to connect himself. But it wasn't because of Hashem's command. Therefore, He said, therefore, he didn't have the capability to change this chayfet to be a chayfet shal mitzvah. So he had tefillin, he might have had mezuzah, but these things did not become a chayfet shal mitzvah, because Hashem didn't give him that capability. So holding on to a tefillin or mezuzah, say for there, wouldn't have been a chayfet shal mitzvah, and therefore it wouldn't have helped. The whole point is that you're holding something with, which is a chayfet shal mitzvah, that makes the shuvah more binding, more powerful. But, you know, because you're connecting in a sense, I guess, to something which is eternal. But he didn't have that. So this is beautiful. Again, he did the mitzvah with it, but you see that the item itself, you had the tefillin, but they wouldn't have had that capability to make this shua uh, binding to the same level. Any shua is binding, but it wouldn't have had that same level of being bound like a, a shua, which is why you're holding a chayf at shal mitzvah. He says, the only exception was, Mavab mitzvah milah. The came in shemistavah kachayzeh, nasek chayf is kaddish. The only exception would have been the mitzvah milah, because he got a command from Hashem, so therefore it would have become a chayf of kedusha. Amnam, afal pikin kosev ram. Nonetheless, the ramam writes, that ain't only molon mitnesha, avam avinu ala vashal malatz, mayv anche beisa, el mitnesha kaddish baruch, utsiva oisani ayde moshe benish nimol. A ramam writes that we don't do the milah because avam avinu was commanded. Avram Avinu had the Mila. Uh, rather, we have it because Hashem commanded us to have the Mila through Moshe Rabbeinu. Even though the command of Avram Avinu was to him and his children for all generations. So why is the Raman trying to stress that it's not because of Avram Avinu, it's because of Moshe Rabbeinu? Why? What's the difference? He says, He says, because the shleimus of this idea of a kedusha, of the chafsa, that the, that the kedusha is able to go into the item itself, even by mitzvah's mila, is specifically after So yes, we do see this concept that there's a chafsa shal mitzvah by mitzvah's mila even before matantara, but this is just the concept. But the shleimus, the, the, the ultimate level of the kedusha coming down into an object, wasn't even by mitzvah's mila, it actually happened specifically after matantara, as the Rebbe will explain. Explain one of the reasons. So again, at this point, the Rebbe is explaining these things according to Halacha. So he's saying is that the command, a nevuah that was given to Avram Avinu, who was an individual person, about an individual mitzvah cannot be comparable to the mitzvahs that were given by Matan Torah through Moshe Rabbeinu, which was given to all the Yidin. As the Ramam discusses in length, the Maila of Avram Avinu, um, sorry, the Torah that was given to Moshe Rabbeinu, that if, even if a later Navi would come and say that, uh, try to change an Indian in the Torah or change something that Moshe Rabbeinu told us, we are not allowed to believe him. Why? Because this that we believe in Moshe Rabbeinu is not because of a, a Nevuah, it's because we ourselves saw Hashem speaking to Moshe Rabbeinu. We were there. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu is telling the truth because we saw it. It was a mass revelation. So the even in halacha, what we're trying to say is that we see that there's, there's a certain strength in in this mass revelation, which was by Matan Torah, that there was no other nevuah which is comparable to that nevuah, this mass revelation, which was at Matan Torah. Therefore, even later nevuahs are not able to contradict it. Um, and the reasoning is because it was given to all the yid, and every single yid, experience this event. So that makes it a much greater um, uh, validity and, and power to it. That's uh, according to Allah. So therefore we're saying also this idea of the Chatz of Shemitzvah would also has a much stronger vadois, a much stronger strength 
uh, to it because the Navu itself is the most powerful Navu. So the command halakhically has the most powerful level of command that there is, Masha'inka Navu, which has a lower level. Uh, the Rebbe also actually quotes in our 24 star, where he explains this idea uh, on a deeper level, where he says that all other nevuahs, the nevuah itself was always for a certain purpose. Like Hashem is telling you this in order that you should be able to do something. Like the nevuah was for uh, like, like a particular reason what Hashem wanted something to be accomplished. He says, but by the Torah, the Torah itself is Hashem put himself into it. The Torah is Hashem. The Torah and Hashem is one. The, the essence of Hashem is one with the Torah. So therefore, when Hashem revealed himself at Har Sinai, it wasn't for any other purpose. Like, I'm, I'm giving you a Nevoah in order that you should be able to do A, B, or C. The Nevoah of Matan Torah was a revelation of Hashem himself. So the revelation was much greater. So anyways, getting back to what's going on over here. So we're talking about the command of Hashem, which brings the ability to have a, the, the object itself could be a chatzah to kedusha, so, so it's clear that the greater the revelation, uh, then the greater than that kedusha would be. And since we're talking about the revelation of the Torah, which is the essence of Hashem Himself, where it says, Anoichi comes from the Lord, I put myself into the Torah, Hashem puts Himself into the Torah, that would be the greatest revelation, and therefore, it would also cause the greatest chatzah to kedusha. Now we can go back to original questions <coughs> and explain what Rabbi Yosef meant when it said, if it wasn't for that day that caused it, how many Yosefs would there be in the Shuk? He says, He says, even if it wasn't for that day of Matan Torah, there still would be in the would be in the world learning Torah and fulfilling, fulfilling of mitzvahs. He says, we would have had Torah mitzvahs. And the concept of Torah mitzvahs is the idea of Yosef. That's what the name Yosef symbolizes. It's an addition of Kedusha on the Inyan Ha'olam, how it would have been on their own. So Yosef means to add Kedusha into the world. He says, but how many Yesus would there have been? Meaning is how many Pu'ulas of adding Torah mitzvahs before Matan Torah, they would have been in the world. But it would have been in a way that the world would have remained the Shuk. Would have remained the Shuk, just like it was before it came with Torah mitzvahs. It would have remained the Rishus Rabin. This is because, as we explained, that the pu'ula would have only made an effect on the person. But it wouldn't have been able to be piled on the actual chayfets, that the chayfets would be a chayfets to Kedusha. So it's only because of that day that Hashem gave us the command to do Torah There would have It affected a Yosef, that would have affected a change, that the world would not have remained a shuk. That the effect of Torah mitzvahs and this addition of Torah mitzvahs would not just be on the person who learns it, while the shuk would remain as earlier. But the chafsa, the mitzvahs of the shuk, would either transform to chafits of a mitzvah, or to a Makim Kaddish. 
Let's read one more sif, and then we could go back to some of the questions and, and do a summary. So Now we can understand what Rashi says, that, Yosef, that Rabbi Yosef said that it wasn't for that day, uh, how many Yosefs would be in the Shuk? So Rashi explains, if it wasn't for that day, how many Yosefs would be? Because because I learned Torah and I became exalted. He says, where does Rashi get this concept of Nisramamti? Because Pashib Shah in the Gemara is, that Rabbi Yosef is just trying to say is, that since he learns Torah, he's different than everybody else in the Shuk. Where does this get this, this idea that he became exalted? Uh, I, I Just maybe saying in other words, we could have learned the Gemara that when Rabbi Yosef says that, it's because of this day that I'm different than everyone else. Why is he different? It's like, for example, because I'm, I'm a billionaire. I have the tire. So now I'm a billionaire while everybody else are just regular people. But if I wasn't a billionaire, I would just be like any other Joe who's in the market. But now I learned the Torah. And so now I'm a billionaire. But when he says the Lashon of Nisrimamti, he's adding another person that I'm not just a billionaire. I'm also a person that has become exalted, that I myself am exalted or uplifted or elevated because of the Torah that I learned. So it's Ke'ilu saying he's not just a... Um, billionaire he also became uh you know a king he also became a noble person so there's two things that are happening that I, that because of the Torah i learned i in addition to having the Torah, also in the Sramanti, i became a different person so but where does he get this idea from where where is rashi learning that from a pastor the only difference would be is that i'm the one who uh, that i have taira taira is the greatest gift while they don't and that's the difference between me and them but according to what we just said and not everything makes sense just like we said that the effect of that day was that through the fulfillment of the mitzvahs you're changing the chafs of the mitzvah because we always had the idea of mitzvahs and learning tayar the change was that we're able to change the chafetz that will be a chafetz shal mitzvah he says, even though by learning Torah, they had limited Torah before Matan Torah, and when the person learned Torah, he understand the Chachmas of Torah, and he was able to acquire the Divrei Torah. But it didn't change the Chafs of the person learning the Torah. Means the person might have had more knowledge, and he would have maybe have a closer relationship to Hashem. But he himself did not all of a sudden become a holy person. Like, uh, for example, uh, if God forbid that this person would have forgot his uh, Torah learning, he would not have had, oh, he's a holy person because he once learned Torah. Now we have a Talmud Chacham that becomes older, becomes six, God forbid he could uh, lose his memory. He still remains a Talmud Chacham because he is a holy person. He's a person that has lots of Torah mitzvahs inside of him. That changes the person himself. But before Mount Tera, if God forbid that would have been, a person would have forgot his Torah, the body has no Kedusha, his mind doesn't have any Kedusha, his emotions didn't have any Kedusha. It was something external which was there, that which, which had the Kedusha, always had Kedusha, it's just that now he's holding it. But he himself never changed. But now, But through, through the learning of Torah, which happens after Matan Torah, then the chayfets of the person himself becomes uplifted. The person becomes a higher type of chafsa. 
Um, so now we can go back to answer some of the questions. So the original question was, why does it say Hayyema? Should have said that day made, you know, it wasn't because of that day that chain, uh, that, that happened. Why does it say Hayyema? Why doesn't it say it's because of the Tyra? And also we asked, what's the idea of Tukagarm that's causing something else? So the explanation that we're giving is that it's not because of the learning Tyra itself, because we've already mentioned at the beginning, the learning of Tyra they always had. Rather, that day caused something else. Now, that day when Hashem gave us the Torah, something else happened. When Hashem gave us the Torah, there was a gram. The cause was that now the world is a place that's able to become a chafzat de Kedusha. Before the Torah was given, the world always remained the same as it was. But through the Torah being given with this mass revelation, that was goyrem, that caused that now that we have the capability to make ourselves a chafzat de and also the items uh, we're involved in. And that's what Rabbi Yisuf is saying, and, and, why, and why Rashi adds the word Nisraim Amti. Rabbi Yisuf is saying it's specifically because of that day that now I became Nisraim, now I became exalted and different than everyone else. It's because of, of the learning Taira. And that also explains why he uses the word Yosef. He says, why do you say it? How many Yosef would there be? And we also asked, why does it say in the Shuk? Who cares if it's in the Shuk or anywhere else? Uh, any, if there was no Taira, every place would be the Shuk because there's no base Medrash. So we're saying, yes, we're trying to explain it like this, because there would be many Yosef. If it wasn't for that day, if it wasn't for the day of Matan Taira, their taka would be a lot of Yosefs. Meaning is there would be a lot of Hisophis and Taira mitzvahs. There would be people like me that are learning Taira and learn, doing the mitzvahs, and they would have added a lot of Kedusha into the Shuk. But the Shuk itself would have remained a Shuk. But it's specifically because the Taira was given that now these Yosef, this idea of, uh, of Yosef, this idea of a Safa Kedusha, is able to transform the world that it's not a shuk anymore. So there wouldn't be many Yosefs in the shuk because it wouldn't remain a shuk. It would become a base measure, become a place of holiness. Uh, and that's also what he's saying that he himself is being uplifted with that same idea is because it's specifically because of that day that he himself has become the Suramamti, has become uplifted. So let's go on to Sivchas. Alpia Nal Yuvan Alashan de Kagar. Now we can understand the Lashan of the Kogarm. I already, the Rebbe already gave the uh, the Nukudus, uh, explanation of what Haigarm means. I already told it to you outside, but this is really uh, where he explains in much more detail. I already learned the Sikha, so I could already, uh, you know, saw, I, I foreshadowed a bit. But anyway, so what's the idea of the Kogarm? He says, in the Chidish of Matan there is an additional point over there. He says, before the Torah was given, there was no concept of Isser or Mitzvah in the item itself. In the things of the world. Before the Torah was given, we had the Shavah Mitzvahs, we had different Mitzvahs, but this was always commands on the person himself to do something or not to do something. But the object itself, as we already said a few times, didn't get any holiness and also didn't get any uh, Tumah. There was no concept of Isser, and there's no concept of, of Mitzvah. wasn't pork, wasn't any different than a cloth which had a Sefer Torah written on it, because there was no concept of Isser or Mitzvah. This was a concept which was Nishadish um, by the giving of the Matan Torah. The mat, after Matan Torah, we say, if you write the uh, Tefillin has Kedusha, something which is a Bas V'chalav doesn't, has the opposite. But after Matan even before the person does the mitzvah or before he does the iser, already in this chafsa, you have the concept of the of the potential 
a mitzvah, the Isser. So this is very important. The Rebbe is adding a very important point, and this will give us a much deeper understanding of the idea of the Goyrim, the cause. He's saying is, even before you learn Torah mitzvahs, Matan Torah already caused something. Hai Yoyimah was Goyrim, that the world now has the potential that the Chayfetz could come, a Chayfetz of Isser or, or, or a Chayfetz of Kedusha. That was the Goyrim. So it was Goyrim, this idea. And then through us learning, or through mitzvahs, we're able to actually actualize that particular thing. So it was that day that caused, right, that day that caused this potential to come to the world that eventually Rabbi Yosef could come and learn and talk, uh, actualize the potential. He says, He says, we see a similar idea even before Matan Torah uh, about, this, uh, about this concept of having a potential for a mitzvah or a potential for an iser. He is one of the explanations why Avram Avinu did not fulfill the mitzvah of Mila, even though before he was commanded. He'd wait till he was nine to nine years old and he got the command. Even though Avram Avinu fulfilled the entire Torah. Who? He says, because at that point of time, they didn't have the mitzvah of Mila. So therefore, it wasn't, there was no idea. There was, in the realm of Taira, since there wasn't the the Torah wasn't given yet, therefore in the realm of Torah there was no concept of Orla. What does Orla mean? Orla is a Torah concept that we're saying is that a person has a particular part in his body that needs to be removed because it has a certain amount of has a tumor on it. But before the Torah was given, it didn't have any tumor. So if Avram Avinu would have done the Mila and Kaf the Orla, what, what did he accomplish? It's only once the Torah says that this is something which is an Orla, and therefore there would be a mitzvah to take it off, that he's actually accomplished something. But if the Orla means something, um, doesn't mean anything, then cutting it also doesn't mean anything. It's like the uh, example on Lacha would be is, uh, uh, you're allowed to give a bris milah bismanai for a child on the eighth day. But we're saying if the child was born in eight months, that's a child uh, who won't, we know won't survive, basically. So Lacha is even on the eighth day, you're not allowed to give this baby a milah. Even though it's the eighth day, why? Because it says it's like chaytich ba'am. It's like you're cutting, uh, you know. For it's like just cutting. There's no mitzvah involved. You're just cutting something. Um, therefore, it's a laugh. So similar over here. If you would have done before mila, what is Avram Avinu accomplishing? There's no orla, so there's no mila, and therefore it would have just been cutting. He wouldn't have actually been doing any type of mitzvah. He says, Avram Avinu didn't do Mitzvah Mila because if he would have done it, it would have accomplished nothing because there was no Orla. So what are you cutting? You can't, he's basically saying it's impossible to do the Mitzvah because there was no concept of Orla. So Mila is cutting the Orla, but there wasn't any Orla. He says, Lachar, you could say that by many Mitzvahs. For example, eating Matzah. He says, there was no concept of eating Matzah. Eating Matzah is like eating an orange. It's like, oh, I'm eating an orange, I'm doing a mitzvah. No, it's like e- eating matzah. What's, what's matzah? There's no mitzvah of the matzah yet. That wasn't given. So what, what's the point of... So, so, so he wasn't actually accomplishing anything. So what was the point? But nonetheless, we see that Avram Avinu did all the mitzvahs and he did achilas matzah. There even brings a bunch of uh, mar where we see specifically about the mitzvah of matzah that he fulfilled that mitzvah. Trying to give this explanation that the reason he didn't do milah was because there's no concept of the idea of the Orla until the Torah was given. So why did he do the mitzvah of Mila? There also was no concept of mitzvah matzah, I'm sorry, before the Torah was given. He has barbzai, 
He says, still, there still was a concept of the, of, of a, it was a concept of eating for the sake of a mitzvah. We might not have had a chilas matzah, but they did have already the concept of eating, which was a mitzvah. We find differences in the in eating. There was past lachem and ban lachem. We know that he had bread and he brought meat for by the for hachnasus orchem by Ramavino. We also know that Avram Avinu made this whole bris with him because he did tzedakah mishpat. So the idea of tzedakah is all the idea of lavush shubais. So in general, he's saying we do find this concept of a mitzvah, what has to do with food. So we don't find anything to do with matzah, but at least there's this concept of eating. by orla that I wouldn't have had anything. I'm not exactly sure what the rabbi is saying to be honest. But I think the Rebbe is saying something like this. He's saying, by the mitzvah, mitzvah milah, mitzvah milah is impossible to do because you need to have an orla. If there's no orla, then what, what do you, like it's like cutting hair. Like there's nothing being done at that point in time. He says, but by achilas matzah, even though, as we said, there was no mitzvah on the chifetz, any mitzvah, the, the, the objects themselves had no kedusha on it, but still the gavra. Uh, was able to do mitzvahs that had meaning. Why would eating have any meaning if, if Hashem didn't tell us that eating has meaning at that point in time? This is because we do find that Hashem gave them some capability to connect to Him through the idea of eating, like by Orchem, the idea of tzedakah. So a person, through his deeds, was able to do certain deeds that accomplished something which Hashem was happy with. Um, so that's why even by Matzah, so maybe that technically the, the concept of matzah would have been around. There was no Yitzitz Mitzrayim at that point to commemorate Yitzitz Mitzrayim. Nonetheless, the idea of eating would have been some type of concept that they had. So the Rav Rebino that had Nevoa, he knew this concept of matzah, he was able to eat it, and it would have had some type of um, meaning to it. But as I said, by the Mitzvah Mila and Orla, it's kind of like impossible to do, because if you don't have an Orla, you can't really do Mila. Mila is just like a secondary step. You can't do the Mila vessels in Orla. Eating you can do. That's step one, is just eating. So he was able to eat. And I, why would eating have any meaning? It's because we see that Hashem did give some type of uh, uh, meaning to eating by other areas. And then it goes a little bit further. Maybe this is an easier answer. But Oid, he says, says, furthermore, by all other mitzvahs, you're not mevatel the proper fulfillment of it. Meaning, if I eat matzah, Avram Avinu ate matzah one year, and then Hashem decides the next year to give the mitzvah of matzah. So next year he'll do it properly. But there's no reason why not to do it year one. So, you know, year one to year 10, he didn't get the command, but he knows it will be a command, so he does it fine. And when he eventually gets it, then he'll be able to do the command in the most proper way. If you would have done the milah when you didn't have the concept of orla, and you cut off that area, then even when Hashem gave the mitzvah, you were revolt of the capability to do the mitzvah properly, the mitzvah of Arla that Hashem is asking you to do, because you don't have an Arla. It's actually just impossible to do it. So he's saying a very practical reason why uh, it was a little bit different. It says, in addition to that, there's no, he's saying, A, there's, there's no concept for the mitzvah of Arla, uh, mitzvah smilah. Therefore, if you would have done it, it would have meant anything. I just do it anyway. At least it has some type of meaning inside the Gavra. He says, yeah, but then you wouldn't have been able to do it properly once you did get the command. Masha'in came by other mitzvahs, even though, yes, they also might not have had any meaning mitzvah the chapsa. 
But nonetheless, him doing it, Mitzah the Gavra, wouldn't have lessened the capability for him to be able to do the mitzvah properly, even Mitzah the Chafsa, if Hashem would have given him such a command. And similarly, after Matan Torah, we see this idea. Just like by the commands of the Torah regarding an Isser, it's not just that there's an Isser on the person to do it, but we're saying the item itself becomes something which is matuah, something disgusting. Similarly, also, that's by an Isser, but also by an Yonah Mitzvah, we see this concept. He says, also by Yana Mitzvah, even before the person does the act, because of the Hashem's command itself, there was a certain chiddush inside of the item itself, that there's a certain uh, potential, a chalais kedusha on that chafsa, and this idea you do not have before Matan Torah. So this item now has the potential uh, for a mitzvah to be fulfilled with it, Masha Inkain, before Matai, where you didn't have that potential. Ah, Makomak and Muven, Shahadova Nasa, Hephis, Dusha, Rakba, Ace, Kimat, Sivik, Shamakam, other Mapeo, Mitzvah, Tilan, Betilan, Mitzvah, Tilas, Arba, Mina, and Beasri. But nonetheless, it's understood that it only became a Hephis of Kudusha when you actually fulfill the mitzvah. When a person fulfills the mitzvah of putting on Tilan, when a person takes the Dalan Minin uh, with the Esrig, etc., that's when it actually would have the Kudusha, not just the potential. So when I'm saying potential, what we're trying to say is that before it did not have the potential, now it does, so that actually changes somewhat the chafetz itself, that now it has the capability to have Kedusha, which is, is the biggest Kedusha possible. Because remember, Kedusha means that it's something which is connected to the infinite, something connected to Hashem. So imagine if you're able to talk to a rock, and the, talk, the rock can understand the Dvar Seichel. That would have been the greatest Kedusha. This is even a bigger Kedusha, that a rock, or an item, or a piece of leather, not only could, uh, is able to connect to Hashem, which is infinitely higher than any type of Dvar Seichel. So this that we're able to take an item and make it, now it all of a sudden has the potential to be connected to Hashem, that is the greatest Kiddush. So Tess, the Rebbe is going to give an example, but this example we're going to see, is going to give a lot of Hezber to this idea of fulfillment of a mitzvah, that, that within the mitzvah itself, there already is a potential uh, for the Kiddusha to be chavah. It gives a very good example where you see like a halachic, Example of this idea, not just a you know piruchni sinyanim. There's this idea of a chatzik shukadusha or potential chatzik kedusha. We'll see that this potential chatzik kedusha actually has a nafmina la alacha. Siftas. Okay. Before I go weiter, though, let me just give a quick recap. So at this point, we asked a bunch of questions, but just to say the actual maimer uh, chazal, the Rabbi Yisus says, if it wasn't for that day, the kalgarim, how many Yisus would it be in the shuk? Therefore, he made this igla tulsa. So we explain what was the great quality of Matan Taira. The great quality of that day was that by Hashem giving us the Taira in a revealed way to all the Jewish people, all 630 mitzvahs, to, to, to all, all of us, that gave the capability for there to be a chalais kedusha on the object itself, and also a chalais iser. That the object now is the capability, has the potential uh, for kedusha and for iser. And that's why Rabbi Yisim was praising Ha Yayma, because it was Ha Yayma, it was the day of the Torah that gave this potential. Because learning Torah you had earlier. But the ability for a change in this world, that the world could become a holy place, was because of that day. And it was the Kalgarim, it's because it was, it was a cause. It didn't actually make the world Kaidish, but it gave the world the potential to be Kaidish. And when you learn or do mitzvahs, you actually change it. And that's what Rabbi Yisim says. It wasn't for that day the Kalgarim, how many Yisim would there be? 
Being as, if it wasn't for that day, there'd still be a concept of the Yosef. There'd still be an idea of doing Torah mitzvahs, an idea of being Moisef Kedusha. But it would have been in the Shuk. It wouldn't have been able to transform anything. But it's because of that Yoyma um, that, that the Shuk itself could be transformed to Kedusha. So if it wasn't for that, so it's, it's because of that day that there is a Reb Yosef. There's a Reb Yosef that's not in the market, but it's a Reb Yosef that's in the base Medrash in the sense being that he is a holy person. As Rashi says, that he took the potential, he learned the Torah, and he became uh, distinguished. Okay. Um, according to this, we can understand a marmor of the mechilta, which is hard to understand. You should tell your child on that day, saying, it's because of this, Hashem uh, did this for me that he took me out of Mitzrayim. So you say, Bavurza means that because of this, because of the mitzvah of Pesach, Matzah, Mara, Hashem did this, that he took me out of Mitzrayim. So this is a this is the obligation to talk about Yitzit Mitzrayim. We actually say this in the Haggadah. Maybe the commandment of a Haggadah Levincha starts on Reish Chedesh. No, it has to be on that day. So that day means um, would have been Yudalad Nisan. If it was Yudalad I would have thought on Yudalad Nisan. The reason why is by Kabbanis, um the day the, the, the night and the day are one unit, right? So, because you you give the, you shut the carbon by the in the morning or in the afternoon, and you're able to continue um, burning it or eating it in the case of the pesach until for the rest of the night. And by carbonus, when it talks about days, it always says beyomahu. And by Yikor, it talks about carbonus, it says beyomahu. So it says beyomahu. It means like a, a day by carbonus. So it would be the day of the fourteenth and the night of the fifteenth. So like a, a, it's the seder night. And really, Erev Pesach would have been the Yemu. So if it would have just said that you should tell your child on the Yemu, I would have thought, okay, so any time on your Dalit, either morning or that night by the Seder night. So Tamalayim or Bavur Zah. Therefore, the Pasuk says Bavur Zah. Zah means something that you can see. Zah means Zah like this. You point with your finger and you say Zah. So it's because of this. So this, we know, is the mitzvah of matzah mar. So bavur zeh la'imar te v'shal sheish matzah mar menuchem l'fenachem. So bavur zeh means only when the matzah mar are placed in front of you. Meaning is, you're telling your child on that day that because of this, these things that I'm pointing at right now, the matzah and the mar, and I think in the times of the Beis Hamikdash, uh, I think the Rebbe brings one of the hours. They also said the pasach is that, that Hashem took me out of Mitzrayim. So if it would have again just said b'yamahu, uh, could have been any time of the day. But since it says Bavurza, when the mat because of this, you're pointed to the mat and the mar, the mat and mar would only be in front of you at the night time. So therefore we know the obligation of God Levincha would only be on the night of the fifteenth. Right. So that's Pashup Shot uh, with I guess a little bit of Hesper of that Nikhalta. So because Muhammad Forsh Matama Hava Mina Shahir the Agad Levincha, Sipir Yitzhram Yamarish Khadish. So the Forsham tried to explain like why would you think there would be an obligation to talk about Yitzhi Sutram or Khadish Nisa? Like, what's even the thought process? Yitzit Mitzrayim was on Tezvah. Why would you think that you should talk about Yitzit Mitzrayim? There's one day a year. We have, there's a mitzvah of remembering Yitzit Mitzrayim every day, fine. But the mitzvah of Agad and Levincha telling the story at length, why would you think that's on Rosh Chodesh Nisa, like Maha Kesher? So they say like this. What's the thought? Matzah Pesach, 
He says, because since Moshe Rabbeinu gave the command on Rosh Chodesh Nisan regarding the mitzvah of, uh, of shakting the Pesach and eating the Pesach and eating it with the matzahs and the maror, and as we know, through the mitzvah Pesach matzah maror, the geula happened uh, uh, for Yitzitz Mitzrayim. So therefore, when the Yidin should speak about it, they should speak about it at the time when Moshe Rabbeinu gave the command. Not when Yitzhiz Mitzrayim happened, but when, Hashem, when Moshe Rabbeinu gave the command of these things, which the Yidin did on Tezbav Nisim, which would bring the Gula. Therefore, the Pasuk teaches us, even though there could be such a Havim, I mean, I would have thought maybe the Gala Vincha, if you didn't tell me when, I would have thought maybe it's Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Therefore, at least you could have started. I don't know if it means only Rosh Chodesh Nisan, or you could have done it any time for Rosh Chodesh Nisan until you see this was right happen. Maybe that makes more logical sense. Uh, therefore, the Pasuk is telling you, know, you don't have that you know, wide period of time to do it. Rather, you have to do it specifically when there's Matzah in front of you. Okay, so that's what they say. Achsarach Lahavin, the Pashtus. Oh, by the way, the reason why you would have thought it was Yudalid is because Yudalid would have been when the Orban Pasuk is Shachtin. Shachtin in the afternoon. So, okay, can't be Rosh Chodesh, but maybe, uh, you know, Yudal when the Korban Pasuk Shachtin. Kamash Mulan, no, Dafka night. Achzarach Lahavin, the Pashtus Lashon Nechot Mashma, the Zeshel Lamdan Maskan Shechiev Hatsipur. He says, from the Pashtus Lashon the Mechilta, it implies that this that we learn the Maskana, that the obligation to speak about Yitzhak Mitzrayim is that when you have the Matzah more in front of you, it's not the Pshat that there was some novel interpretation of what the obligation of Yitzhak Mitzrayim has, you know, that has some other type of concept involved. That this is, we thought it's just about, you know, talking about Yitzhak Mitzrayim, and technically you could have been on Reish Chaydish, but we just have like a, and we have a passage that tells us that it's like a, a different type of story, and that this story has to be specifically on on Tazbav even according to the Havim, we knew, that the telling of the story of Pasach, when it says in the Pasach clearly by Vorzah, it was always connected to the idea of Pasach Matzamar, I mean, you have to mention it. So it wasn't that at the beginning we thought uh, you're only mentioning the union of, um, let's say, Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. And then the Maskana we're saying is you also have to mention Pasach Matzamar. And since we have to mention these three things, those three mitzvahs are only on Tazvavnis. And therefore, you know, we do it on Tazvavnis. And that's not true. Right, because according to what we're saying, is the, these three mitzvahs were commanded on Rosh Chodeshness, and so it's it's always would have been about the Pesach Matzah The only change what we're saying is that's what he they were commanded, and this is when they actually did it. But the story and everything that we're relating is, is actually would have been the same thing. So from the pasuk, we're just telling you when you're supposed to fulfill it. But there's no change in what we're discussing. When are you supposed to say over uh, the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim and talk about the three things? I mean, when Neil says you need to talk about three things on, whoever doesn't speak about these three things is not Yitzhak Mitzrayim. That's on the night. He said, it still is very puzzling. What's the connection of Pesach Matzamar that their whole existence 
was only only started on the night of the Tespa of Nisan to Reish Chaydesh, or at least or to the fourteenth of Nisan the day Yom Yemahu. That Moshe Rabbeinu might have spoken about these things first on Reish Chaydesh Nisan, but what was he telling them? That he was giving them a command that you should get ready because the mitzvah actually begins on the fifteenth of Nisan, um, or at least the shechted on the fourteenth of Nisan. Doesn't actually take a, doesn't start until the night of the fifteenth. Nobody thinks that you should eat matzah or moror or have the pesach on Rosh Chodesh Nissan just because Moshe Rabbeinu gave the command. Why would anybody think that you should start speaking about Yitzitz Why would you think that the mitzvah God Levincha talking about Yitzitz Mitzrayim matzah moror would be on Rosh Chodesh Nissan? Remember, it's only once a year. So why would it be on the day that Moshe Rabbeinu tells them to prepare for this thing and not on the actual day that it's occurring? As he's saying, there, there is, the Rebbe's Lashon is that, that it wasn't been mitzvah yet. You, you, you can't do mitzvah of matzah right now. You can't do the mitzvah of mara. There's, it's, it's, a, it's something which isn't in the, in the realm of halacha. Uh, there would be no meaning. If you started eating matzah on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, you didn't accomplish anything. You had mara, it didn't accomplish anything. So what would be the logic to start speaking about them? Why would the mitzvah speaking about it be on Rosh Chodesh Nissen? Why would the Zecharim be then? The Chayr, of course, the Zecharim would be when the actual mitzvah is being fulfilled. Yitzit Mitzrayim happened the 15th, so it makes sense that you're going to speak about Yitzit Mitzrayim when Yitzit Mitzrayim happened. The, the mitzvah of eating matzah mar is on the 15th, so you speak about the mitzvah of eating matzah mar on the 15th. Just like it, first of all, that's when the mitzvah is, and second of all, that's also when it happened. The first time, they ate matzah mar on the 15th. What would be the logic of starting a few weeks early uh, it, when, when you can't even fulfill? That's what he's trying to say. It's not the mitzvah means you can't even fulfill the mitzvah then. There is no mitzvah of matzah mar. If you ate matzah, you might mar on Rosh Hashanah and it's garnished. So why would you, so also speaking about it wouldn't make any sense. So Habir B'zai Kanah. Kevin Shabarosh Chaydesh Nisim. Tziva Kadosh Baruch Hu Latziyah Sapasach Lechilasava Al Matzah Barar. He's about according to what we explained earlier, now we can understand it. He says, since on Rosh Chodesh Nisim, that's when Hashem gave him the command to make the Pasach and to eat the Pasach and also to uh, have the Matzah Mar. He says, because of the command that Hashem gave, all of a sudden now you have this gather of a Chaps of the Pasach Matzah Mar. Now you have a Pesach, you have Matzah, you have more, you have these items that are able to be used for uh, an Indian Mitzvah. So it's not just like a piece of Mar. And you're saying, oh, piece of Mar, like it, there's, there's no Kedusha in here, it's just a piece of Mar. He says, once Hashem gave the capability on Rosh Chodesh Nisan for the first time that a Mar could be used for a Mitzvah, now this piece of Mar is something which has a, a, a potential within it. it it's a do, different piece of Mar, something changed now, something already started. Now this Mara, this Pasach, these things have the capability that they can come a Chafzah Kedusha. This is something that changed already Rish Chodesh Nisim. So Rish Chodesh Nisim was the Haskalah. Now they, then they, the potential was made. And when is it going to become the Pale that they'll have the Kedusha that will be on Tesla of Nisim when they do the Mitzvah. And this is a Chidosh over how it was by the Avis or, or the Yidin before this Rish Chodesh. And they didn't have this Chafzah of Pasach Matzah Mara. There's opinion that Mar that there's an obligation to start darshaning and asking questions and learning about Hilchos Pesach starts two weeks before Pesach on Rosh Chodesh. 
So it comes out that Rosh Chodesh already begins the Chapsa of Pesach Matzamar, the Tzadalachos of Torah and its commandments, meaning is that, that this Chapsa actually has enough to mean a Lahalacha, right? So before it was just a Havamina, then maybe you should speak about it then. But what the Rebbe is trying to say is it's not even just a Havamina in Torah, which is also, of course, Torah. But even Lamaskana, there's not Gaminas. That according to one opinion, truth is, I don't know if we, I don't think we possibly should have been but either way, but you see that this idea has even enough Gaminas, at least according to one opinion, that you start, there's an obligation, there's a chiv to start talking about the Hilfus Pesach from Rosh Why? Because at that point of time, the, pe- the Pesach, Matzamar, has a, a, a gather of Kedusha. So I'm just going to maybe give a little more explanation. It seems what the Rebbe is saying is that the whole year, there's, cert- there's a certain chafsa of a mitzvah, Pesach, Matzamar, because, you know, on Pesach, you, you can use it. But there's, a, there's an added element of Chesed the Kedusha, which starts specifically two weeks before. Like, just like on the night of Pesach, there's an added element that you could actually, the potential on the night of Pesach for Matzah is greater than the potential during the rest of the year. The rest of the year, the potential is only on. On the night of Pesach, you could use this. But the night of Pesach itself, this Matzah is literally has the potential that it could be used at that moment. The potential is much more revealed. Uh, so similarly, we're saying is on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, the potential for these items to be used is even halakhically considered uh, relevant. That it actually you have to start talking about the mitzvahs. It's gurim that you have to start talking about the lachas of Pesach. So it's not just a theoretical type of potential. This is a halachic nafkimina, that this is a potential that now you have to start, even start talking about the lachas of these ideas. Um, okay. Therefore, there's this thought that maybe you'd have to start fulfilling the mitzvah of Gavel Levincha. Therefore, there's a Havim, you should start talking about Yitzit Mitzrayim and, and the Pesach Matzamar and Yitzit Mitzrayim, which was a reward for them, because they're ready in the, in the commands of the Torah, in Tzad Halachas of Torah, these items actually are in existence. They're literally in existence and they're gurned for you to talk about even the Halachas. Of, of Pesach. So therefore, since they're there, so it's, it's more, that's what I'm trying to say, it's like more than just a potential. It's a potential which has uh, even an effect uh, on halacha. A gram, like more than, like if there's a potential, then there's something which be goyram. It's causing something else to happen. Uh, anyway, so that's why there was this happening. Okay. Still, the Chota says that even though I found the Pasuk, since it says Mahu, we know that it has to be on the day of the 14th. So I would think that maybe it's enough, that we know it's not enough, that just that you have the Gedder of a Chapsa, which starts on Rosh Chodesh. But I would think that maybe it's enough that you have the Chaps of the Pasach. Right? The actual Chaps of the Pasach is there because you shech the uh, Korban Pasach on Erev Pesach on the 14th, which is the Indian Ikri that brought the Gula. Um, so there's, there's the Gedder of the Chapsah, which might not be enough, but you, more than that, you also have. The chafsa of the Pasach is not just Mitzah, the command of the Torah, but even Mitzah, the person himself, that at this point of time, the person has the obligation. So on Reish Chedesh Nisan, 
there was the chetza of the of the mitzvah mitzvah the tire because there's the command. But on the person, there's no obligation. But on Ere Pesach, in addition to the chafsa, you also have the person has obligation to actually bring this mitzvah. Um, so that this, I think, maybe just to give, adds also more, more explanation of what the Rebbe's initial question was in Siftes, that what was even the Havamina? He said, because at this, that point, really, the Havamina's thinking that the mitzvah to talk about these things all have to do with the Gavra. But since the Gavra has no obligation to do anything, why would you think that you have to speak about them? So now what we're saying is it's not just Masad the Gavra, it's also Masad the Chafsa. And, but the Chafsa is not enough. It has to be Masad the Chafsa and the Gavra. Therefore, I would think on the day of the 14th. So, Abu Maskani, he, but Maskani is the Inan Ba'avur Zah, Lawyer Martin Shashish Matzah Mar Menuchim Lepanacha. Amosai Epshala Haska Mitzvah, the Pasach Matzah Mar, Lakai Mitzvah, the Seafair, you see the Shrine, Mashayakas Lazah, Rak Shayashna Hiba Pail, the Matzah Mar Malayla, Shama Oim Lassis Maisa, and Mitzvah, the Eshna Khalisa Mitzvah, Hafsa, the Pail of Loyla Pneza. So the Maskanos of the Gemara of, of the Mechilt is that it's only when the Matzah Mar in front of you. Then when can you mention the Mitzvah, Pasach Matzah Mar, and to fulfill the Mitzvah of Yitzis Mitzrayim? That is only when you have B'Payol, the Matzah Mar, and that night when you're able to fulfill those Mitzvahs. And also the Mitzvah, at the Rebbe points of the other, Mitzvah of eating the Pasach. You can't eat the Pasach on the 14th. You can check it, but the eating has to be at night. And the eating of the Pasach is the main aspect of the Pasach, as it's brought in Halacha, that the Pasach is only brought... Uh, that if you shak the carbon pasach and the people can't eat, like let's say for older people, people who are sick that they can't eat it, the pasach's not even, it's, 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 it's not even a good shrika, even if they, let's say, become healthy afterwards. It has to be shak al manasa that it can be eaten. And then if, let's say, it can't be eaten afterwards, people get sick after it was shakta, then it's still a good carbon pasach. It has to be at the time that you shak it, it could have been eaten. So you see, the main thing is the eating. So, so you has to be not where, it has to be, uh, so when you talk about Jesus Christ, at the point when the person can actually fulfill the mitzvah, not in front of that. This idea is not just about the Matzamar, he's about even the Karman Pasach. Even though you're a of the Karman Pasach in the afternoon, and it became a Chatsa of Kachin, it's a Karman, a Karman Pasach. That since the Pasach only comes for eating, so it, come, so it comes out that the Shlemus Inyan of the Mitzah, of the Chatzah of Karim Pasach, is really Mishadish really in the nighttime. Because that's when the Chiyav of eating it uh, comes in together with eating it with the Matzah and the Mar. So that explains the Mechilta. So again, so the reason why the Mechilta was brought was to show how this idea of the Chatzah of Kedusha, uh, and this potential that it's there, it actually even has an Apkimina La'alacha. That when there is a chafsa de kedusha, even if there's no obligation on a man, even though there was no gavra, but the chafsa has a uh, kedusha to it, uh, that already means that this um, kedusha is a metzias in this world. It has, a, it is in this world. There is a metzias of this kedusha in the world, and therefore you even have salakic ramifications. And that's why there was a havamina that since the chafsa pasach matzamar begins a reish chaydish, that maybe you should start speaking about that. Already on Rosh Chodesh, even though there's no obligation on the man to eat any of these things, but the tzibur, the Torah began, and that means they came into existence at that point in time. Um, fine. So again, so therefore we see that it's th- this potential in the chafsa is not just a, like a more of a theoretical one, but it's interesting that it even has a nafkimina lahalacha, uh, and I think the Sachlitz Paneach, the Rabbi Yisrael Engel, goes into a lot more details about. 
uh, this concept of, um, you know, uh, this is also connected to the idea of when you have an Isser which is Tali Bizman or a Mitzvah which is Tali Bizman, what's the Pshat when you have an Isser which is Tali Bizman? Is the Isser something which is only on the person? Like, so you can't eat Chametz on Pesach. Does that mean that it, the, the Chametz, it's bread? Bread is good. Nothing wrong with bread. But the person has the obligation. Or does it mean that during the days of Pesach that Chametz itself becomes something which is uh, prohibited, something which is Metuan? Uh, that's also connected to this idea. Does the chetz itself change? And um, a lot of discussion about that, and it's fine. So, so now we're going to go back to the main theme, and we're going to discuss this idea of the garam again. He says that they caused it. The papir shapashit of garam is that the, that the outcome of the act is not a direct outcome. It's not like you're pulling the apple off the tree, but it's in a way of a gram. It's something, it's a cause. I threw the rock against the tree and the apple fell. He's explained earlier that this change in the chafsa, that Rabbi Yisav was Nisaramamti, that was happened through learning Torah and fulfilling mitzvahs. But that day was Goyrim that through the limit of Taira on the King of Mitzvah, you can change the Shachasa. So what was this Gram? What was this change? The change which was, which was in two points. First of all, as we explained earlier, that was Nishadish, this Gedder of a Chetz of the Mitzvah, or an Aveir, in the Yana Elam, that this, the world has now become a clean Mukshar, has a clean that you can be able to fulfill Mitzvahs through them, and they could take this Kedusha, uh, in them, and, and again, many enough minus Allah, is that now that the item itself can become Kaddish, or the item itself can become something which is awesome. There becomes a change in the Yidin, the Jewish person himself, there's a change. We became complete Gerim, we became, uh, we went under the Kaddish, we became Yidin. That the body of the Jewish person now became a Gai Kaddish. It's like a child that's born. The Rebbe is trying to explain is that, you know, if the body of the Yid, let's say, came from, uh, was Klippus before then, how all of a sudden does it change from an union of Klippa to an union of Kedusha? So, say, it's like a Kaddish, so the Rebbe is saying, because it's like a Kaddish, like a child being born. The Yidin were reborn, and our bodies changed. Our bodies were one way before Matantara, and after Matantara, there was a there was a change inside of our body that now became a good Kaddish. Because of this, Ayid has the capability at the time that he takes a chayfetz in the in the world and he fulfills the command of Hashem, then the the chalais of the chayfetz of the mitzvah of the Kedusha will be chalai. This is the idea of Yosef, that the shuk Will become a place of kedusha, a chaps of the kedusha. V'chein hu yishu so atzmai shashu loy nateri repoyal nasa shina veila beyatni misermanti v'neisav ala yosei kedush blachachi. And this is also by Yid himself that when he learns Torah bepoyal, if he makes a change within the person himself, he becomes exalted. He becomes a gay kedush. And this is also pointing out the Rebbe mentioned earlier that. Avram Avinu, the reason why we do the bris milah, the Ramah says, not just because of Avram Avinu, but it's because of Moshe Avinu. And we explained over there the Maila of the Mass Revelation. 
But there's another point over here that's being revealed, that now that the Yid, by Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu wasn't a good Kaddish, so Hashem gave him a mitzvah. So yeah, mitzvah, the chefs of the mitzvah, now the, the bris milah can have a, have a Kedusha. But the one fulfilling the mitzvah, Avram Avinu himself, wasn't a good Kaddish. So what potential did Avram Avinu, who was not a good Kaddish, have to be able to make this chefs of Kedusha? It was somewhat limited. But when you have a Yisrael who is now a Goy Kaddish, who takes a Chafsa Kedusha, so it's Mitzad the Gavr and Mitzad the Chafsa, uh, Hashem gave you the Kayach to imbue with Kedusha, um, the, the Chafsa Kedusha will be that much, much, much greater. So the Bris Milo they have not, and nowadays, in addition to the reason we mentioned earlier, there's another point that Rebbe is adding. That's also Mitzad the Gavra, because Hashem put into the Yiddish body that it has the capability that it can become uh, a Goy Kaddish. So the body has a much greater uh, potential, and the one who's fulfilling the mitzvah has a greater potential. Fine. Uh, so now we're getting to another question. How is it possible that the mile of Matan was first said to Rav Yosef? He says, there's no question why the Moraim after Rabbi Yisrael don't talk about this idea, because the Rabbi already mentioned it, no point to be redundant. But the question is, there are many on Moraim before Rabbi Yisrael, and of course you had all the dirs of Tanoim that came earlier. Nobody stresses this Maila of Ilav Hayyema. Remember, Rabbi Yisrael made a special Igla Til Saw to celebrate it. Why, the Rebbe wants to know, why was it specifically Rabbi Yisrael? Why was this Maila of Hayyema expressed specifically by him? So the beer bazaar. The beer is, we're going to say, is because Rabbi Yisrael had a special connection to it. Uh, he says, this idea of high yemah, that Hashem gave the capability in the mitzvah, and al by Isser, that the chafsa now has a potential to become a mitzvah or an Isser, we can make a chakir, we can think about this, we can contemplate, we can look at it in two ways. Do we say that it's Hashem gave the potential inside of the mitzvah, but the potential was only given that somebody that has the command to fulfill the mitzvah is able to uh, bring in that kedusha or the iser into that veil? Right? Meaning, as we're saying, there's a potential in this item, but who could reveal that potential? But someone who does not have this command would not be able to be uh, this. Or maybe this that after Matantayr, every single yid has a Kedusha's ago, has a certain holiness. We also know that the Gedder of Kedusha, there is a new Gedder of Kedusha or Isser inside of the Chafetz, which was in the world. Then then somebody that's not Mitzvah Isa is also able to affect this idea. And let's give an example, then we'll discuss it more. Woman, we know our Pate and Mitzvah say that are not, uh, that, that are, are based on time. If it's based on time, they're Pate. But there are many Mitzvahs that if they want, they are allowed to fulfill it. So, Yesh Lodun, Shailu would be is, um, 
when they do that mitzvah, let's say mitzvah is lulav. Um, so when they do, they don't have to, because the mitzvah is sashay islam grama, but especially bashkenaz and the minigas for them to do it. So when they do that mitzvah, is it just a pu'ulah sa'ad? The meaning is they know it's a mitzvah sa'ad kazach Shem gave them the capability to do it, and they're doing a you know, good thing, and it's a mitzvah. Or do we say that it actually changes the chepsa itself? Is the chepsa now become a chepsa of a mitzvah? And there's actually a big nafkamina about this. So again, we know that every item has a, uh, now has the potential for kedusha. We know the person's body, a yid's body, has a kedusha within it. But if you're not Mitsuva Isa, are you able to bring the Kedusha into the Khaifitz itself? And what are the Nafkamina if the Khaifitz itself is Kaddish? Who cares? So if the woman does the mitzvah, she does it. What's the difference if the Khaifitz has a Kedusha within it or not? So he's going to tell you. The Din Asri, this Katsari Makuli Yang of Asalach, the case of the Kulshin, there's a Lacha by Gulav and Asri, by the Asri, that the Asri is Muksa for the seven days of Sukkis. And you actually usher to eat the asrig all seven days. It's set aside for the mitzvah. That's how Allah is. You're not allowed to eat the, the, the asrig. It is, it's ketzoi la mitzvah. It's also, um, yesh le stapik in the asrig shal isha yesha gamma din is ketzai, kepepulo gamma chasta shal asrig yola. So the shal is, what about the asrig of isha? Does it also have this din of muksa or not? So if you say that the pu'ula uh, that she does with it actually is able to affect the, the, the asrig itself, so then it's a chasid kedusha. Then of course it would be muksa for seven days. But if you're saying that it doesn't have any effect on the asrig itself, asrig just remains a regular asrig. Has the potential for man to do, but not for women to do it. So that means it's just the regular asrig. So it's like any other asrig which you're allowed to eat, as long as it wasn't designated for the sake of mitzvah. A woman designated for the sake of mitzvah wouldn't have made it a chasid kedusha. Therefore, you'd be allowed to uh, eat it. Another example would be, according to the opinion of Yehuda, if a tsuma is high in mitzvahs or not, according to the opinion of Yehuda, he's actually potter from all the mitzvahs. So let's say a tsuma does the mitzvah, would he be able to affect a change in the chaps itself or not? In the Mitzini Begumar, that Amr of Yosef, Marisha, I mean, Amanda, Amr, Allah, Rabbi Yehuda, the Amr, the tsuma potter, I mean, a mitzvah, Kavdina, Yamatav, the Rabbana, the line of Kadina, Avakavina. So Rabbi Yosef was blind. He was a blind person. Right? This is where we're going to get back to the connection of Rabbi Yosef. So Rabbi Yosef says, initially, I would say, whoever tells me that Allah is like, he was Mitzupah who the Allah is like, Rabbanan or like Rabbi Yudah. So he says, if someone could clarify or, or, or show me definitively that Allah is like Rabbi Yudah, that Asuma will leave Pater from Mitzis, I will make a Yamtif. Why? Because I'm going to be someone that wasn't commanded to do the Mitzvah, and I'm still doing the Mitzvah. So what a fantastic thing. So Allah is not going to that means I have the Maila of doing Hashem's Ratzin because that's what I want to do. Not because I'm scared of reward, uh, sorry, scared of punishment or because I'm trying to get a reward. I'm trying to do because Hashem, uh, because I know it makes Hashem happy. But now that's I heard this concept. The Bechinina says it's greater than Isa, more than someone who's not commanded and does it. So then, then if you tell me that the Allah is not like, if you're able to say definitively that Allah is not like Rabbi Yehuda, then I'll make a yamtif. Because my timer, because if you're commanded, you get a greater uh, level of reward, as, as the reasons we discussed earlier, because as we said, there's the greater uh, perseverance mitzad, the person himself. And we also said, and maybe we'll get into this now, I think, the idea of the, of the chapsa, the change in the chapsa, which happens if you're commanded. Okay, so from this mimer where it's clear, the Alaf Shur of Yosef Hayim Masupak 
So first of all, it's clear that Rabbi Yisrael had a sapphic with Allah's life. Like Rabbanon, that he's chayv, or like Rabbi Yudah, that it's summably pater. Based, the Pashat Salash and Manda Ami Allah Rabbi Yudah Avina, Bloy Mafikta, the Kavidna, Mashta Rabbi Yisrael Sfirla, the Laras Rabbi Yudah in the Chuyiv Kla, Filo Lamid Rabban. Zayuvangan, Tam Godlusim Chosadim Allah Rabbi Yudah. From the Lashon of Yudah, that I'll make a, uh, according to initial Hadamina, that if you tell me Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda, and I'm not commanded, I'm doing it anyways, it's clear that Rabbi Yosef held that according to Yehuda, you're literally Pater. That even Midorabana, that someone would be Pater. Because if you rechide Midorabana, then he doesn't have that same level of, like, why are you being so happy for? You have to do it because the Rabbanan commanded. So you're not doing it with your own Ratzin. So if you're doing your own Ratzin, that's mean it must be completely up to him. So according to him, he held that Lafi Shita Shabbi Yehuda, there's no obligation at all, even Midorabana. And that's why he had such a great simcha if the lacha would have been like Rabbi Yehuda. Um, now we can understand why Rabbi Yosef specifically is the one that says, if it wasn't for that day, that, that was Gairim, how many Yosef would be in the Shuk? Why was this specially pertinent to Rabbi Yosef? And he's the one that said it. What was the special connection? He says, because that high yayma, that a yid, is Kaddish, this body becomes Kaddish, and also the Chapsa now has the gather of Chapsa Shal Mitzvah because of the commandment of Shem, that makes that even a Tzuma, like Rabbi Yisr, that is Pater, that might be Pater, we don't know, but even if he would be Pater from learning Torah, but when he would learn Torah or do a Mitzvah, that makes a change in the Chapsa, he will become someone who is Nisramanti. Similarly, when he fulfills the mitzvah, even though he's not commanded, it would be pale in the chafsa that it would be aftermath and pale, that would be considered a maisa mitzvah. It's very relevant specifically to Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef, who was a tumor, would be potter from the mitzvah, as we said, according to Yehuda. That means he wouldn't, there would be no obligation to the gaver part of it. And if we held that there was no change in the chapsa either, then it would be just like before it was before Matan Tayra, right? There would be no um, there would be no mitzvah. As like we mentioned right at the beginning when we we're talking about the mitzvah of Mila by Avramavina, then why didn't Avramavina do it early? Because he had no idea there was no concept of Orla. So cutting off doing the Orla, the Orla had no Tula. So what's the point of cutting it off with the Mila? There's no concept of Orla, there's no concept of Mila. So why would Rabbi Yosef be so happy that he's doing the mitzvah of Mila, for example? What do you mean? There's no uh, orla, there's no mitzvah's mila. So technically, Rabbi Yosef became blind later on in life, so mila would have been fine. But let's look at another example. Let's say mitzvah's matzah. If you remember, we said mitzvah's matzah before Matan Torah, we had some, didn't really have any meaning because there was no concept. There's no halachic concept of the mitzvah of matzah before Matan Torah. So we had to come up to this whole idea that, you know, he could do it a little bit, and, and there was the concept of the chilas mitzvah in general, but it definitely was not uh, like a mitzvah like we have nowadays. So why would Rav Yosef be happy that he's able to do eat matzah like they did before they had matzah tayra? It doesn't accomplish, if it accomplishes anything, it's definitely not this, it's not a mitzvah that we have after matzah tayra. Whatever the accomplishment would be by eating matzah would not, definitely not be the same as how it would have been by, by, by mitzvah. So why would he have been so happy by doing it anyways? Like maybe by mitzvah tzedakah, things that are clearly accomplishing something, fine. But all these mitzvahs that are really halachic concepts, then there wouldn't have been any meaning. 
Because A, again, remember, he has no obligation. There's no chiv on the gavra. But Tzad there wouldn't have been any accomplishment. So in his world, eating a matzah would have just been like eating an orange. So why be so happy? Most of the mitzvahs you wouldn't be able to do, or a lot of the mitzvahs at least you wouldn't have been able to do. What was his joy? His, even in his hab, I mean. But now we can understand because if since now that we're explained that what happened at Matan Torah is that there's a Kedusha that went into the Yiddish Shabbat, and there's a potential that went into all the items of the world. So that means, even let's say, a person who's blind from birth, when he did Mitzvah Mila, there is a Tuma within the body, there is that Orla. And when he does, and, and when a Mila is done to him, that is a true Mila. When a person who's blind, even if he popped up from the Mitzvah of Matzah, when he eats the Matzah, He's a, he has a holy body. The matzah has the potential. So you did the mitzvah. It means you are infusing the matzah with this kedusha of the mitzvah, and you fulfill the mitzvah properly. So that's why he can be so happy. I could do the mitzvah properly, and I'm not commanded. Ah, as, 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 so, so So that's why we're specifically we're saying Rabbi Yisav had this thing because since he was blind, it really made a big difference. This idea of hayyima. If it wasn't for hayyima, he would not be able to do. Uh, a lot of the mitzvahs, uh, a lot of the mitzvahs would not have any halachic meaning at all because you can't do something unless there's this halachic potential for uh, for it. The best example is the mila, but as we said before, the truth is it's it's really for many of the mitzvahs which are just more Shabbos, anything which is a more of a spiritual type mitzvah. What meaning would it have uh, if if, if um, there's no potential on the chefs or the gavra? So therefore, now that we're saying there is because of hayyime then even if you're not commanded, you would have that great uh, capability. So that's why he would, uh, that's, that was his initial joy. But then he found out that Mitzvah even if you're Ta'ina Mitzvah Mitzvah is a much greater thing, so then he wanted to be a Mitzvah But Papayola was a Safik. So therefore, since he had to always had the Safik, knowing the high Yema, uh, that brought a lot of joy, because at least he knew either way he was filling the Mitzvah. Maybe, you know, the Mitzvah of Mitzvah the Mitzvah of Ta'ina Mitzvah at least it was it was a real mitzvah. So if you give them, it's still not clear. That since this gather of the chafsa happens because of the command of Hashem, makes sense that the limited tire and the kima mitzvah that is done through somebody who's mitzvah will be a much stronger chalais than someone who's not mitzvah because remember, we're saying that it's the reason why you're able to change something is because of the command of Hashem. So we're saying the command of Hashem had to mount in terrorists, so therefore every single Yid technically has this capability to some degree. But still, if you actually have the command, it makes logical sense that you have a stronger capability uh, because the mitzvah is on you specifically. So Hashem gives you the kayach much more than someone who doesn't have that command uh, and they're just you know, technically allowed to do if they want to. So he says, but the, from the Maimon Rabbi Yasef, it was implying that he was trying to really stress the great mile of his learning Torah mitzvahs uh, as, it, as it connects to the Chafsa. He wasn't just trying to say that even he could be able to do this. Our answer why Rabbi Yasef was the one who was especially happy is, because by him we're saying it made the greatest difference. Because if he didn't have the scheps of the mitzvah, and it came out that he, a blind person is pato like Rabbi Yehuda, that means he didn't, call, he didn't do any of the mitzvahs. He didn't accomplish a lot of the mitzvahs. So he's very happy because now he knows he, even he, according to Shittas Rabbi Yehuda, would have done the mitzvahs. But still, 
that doesn't mean that he's doing it on the same level as any other Yid. But from the from the Lashon that we're saying, like how many Yosef to be the Shuk and Igla to Slaw, it seems like it's trying to say that Rabbi Yosef wasn't just, even he could be like anybody else, or he could be almost on the level uh, as everybody else. But, um, but, 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 um, that, that he was trying, he was trying to stress how amazing and great it was his Luminatayra. He wasn't just trying to say, even me. It doesn't sound like he's trying to say, even me. But there was no implication in that line that it was an even, even Yosef would be, would have been amazing. It's, it sounds like it was specifically him, or at least him, the same as everybody else. And this, okay, let's see, go on. Also, the prior question Yudaf, question Yudaf is not completely answered. Even if it was Rabbi Yosef who said this, it's because he was blind. He says, Rabbi Yosef wasn't the first blind Tana and Amaira. So if we're saying that the whole Milo is because if you're blind, you could still do the mitzvah properly, even according to Behuda said your prophet because of Matan Teira. So he wasn't the first blind Tana or Amaira. So should still should have been, this, this idea should have been brought earlier than Rabbi Yosef by someone else who was blind. Even though you could answer, I don't think they could answer, that maybe those other who were blind, I don't know how many there were, let's say there were a few of them, those ones actually held that the Allah was like Rabbanah, so they didn't have this suffix. They knew the Allah was like Rabbanah, they didn't have the suffix, therefore they weren't worried about Rabbi that had the suffix, he was the most, uh, he was worried, and therefore this brought him a lot of joy. But either way, never does it say so the question still remains, you know, why Rabbi Yosef was the first blind Tana to mention this idea? So, Sif Yadal Habir. Rabbi Yosef HaYasinai. Kori Rabbi Yosef HaNashe Ratzkuris B'Kayach Shar. He says, Rabbi Yosef was the idea of Sinai. In the Gemara, tells us about two different types of learning. There's the idea of Sinai and there's the idea of Iker Harim. Sinai is someone who is an expert in, like an encyclopedia. He knows every memory, knows every brisa. He has a very strong clarity of all the halachas and all the... Uh, Kabbalists that they received from their teachers. Aikar Harim is somebody that has that, to, has that to a lesser degree, but he has a much stronger ability to be mefalta, like he rips out mountains. He's able to ask questions, give answers, you know, be mechalik, um, a, much more, a much greater depth. But the organization of the members and all the different halachas weren't as strong, right? So Rabbi Yosef was an expert in the actual compilation and having all the, the entire Torah, and of course he had a very strong understanding too. And while there's others who that part was weaker, but they had the stronger that analytics was much stronger. So Yisuf called about himself that there's a large amount of tvua of grain with the power of the ox. Meaning is tvua is the idea of the members, is, is, is the basics. Like bread is what you eat. Tvua is what you make bread out of. So the basics, what you need to eat, the tvua, that, that's the basic function that a person needs. There's a lot of tvua that comes through the power of the ox. And he's saying, I'm basically like the ox. I'm able to get a lot of wheat for the masses to eat. Because the brises and the mishnais, everything was clear to him and organized to him like they were given at Har Sinai. That's why he's called Sinai. Therefore, they sent from there that uh, Sinai is better, meaning they had an option of getting a Yosef, or I think it was Ra- or maybe it was Rab at that point, um, who was Eicher Harim, and they said it's better to get Rav Yosef because he was Sinai Adif, because everybody needs a master of wheat. 
because everybody needs to know, you know, the basics in a sense. And they appointed him as the Rosh Hashima. So therefore Rabbi Yosef, who was Sinai, who was the Rosh Hashiva and was blind, he's the one that said, because he had all those, uh, well, in Yanni. He says, since his Metzius was Sinai, therefore, even though he himself might, according to Yehuda, not have been a Metzuva Vaisa, therefore, on his own, he wouldn't have been able to affect the Cholois and the gather of the Chatzah Mitzvah like somebody who does have the command. We said he would be able to affect it and he would be able to bring the Kedusha, but not at the same level. So, why is he, in a sense, praising himself? How, you know, how many Yosef would there be? Avo, he says, what, why him? Since everybody needed the master of wheat, and everybody needed his taira, and everybody conducted themselves according to his psakim, uh, and according to his hayra'ais, which were mitzvahs, people were asking shaylas for people who also were mitzvahaisa. So he's telling people to have the mitzvah isa obligation how to do the mitzvah. Therefore, and their of the mitzvah would have been done in the ultimate way. They would have changed the chafsa the shleimus would have been nifai deizem nisaram amamti v'shinah chafsa b'shleimus gam b'rabiyasev. This would have affected also the saramamti v'shinah chafsa by rabiyasev. Since everybody is basically relying on rabiyasev, so in addition to having his own mitzvahs, having a certain level of since everybody had to base themselves on Rabbi Yosef Sakim, that means what they do is is, is a goyrim. Rabbi Yosef is the goyrim, is the cause that they should be able to do the mitzvahs uh, completely. But the other line to know like Baba Ben Buta, or other Tanaim Rahim, we don't find that they were the union of Sinai. That everybody needs Lamar Khatra. So everybody needed them, maybe Rabbi Yosef specifically. And therefore, specifically him, he said, if it wasn't that day, how many Yosefs would there be? He says, Rabbi Yosef saying is, it's definitely because of that chiddush of Hayyim that was mechadish the idea of the gather of, of the chaps of mitzvahs of various in the world. That caused Rabbi Yosef, even though he was not mitzvah, that he could nonetheless, since he was the Sinai of his generation, he could reach the level in the Sermanti. He would be able to change the chaps of the tachlis hashlemis. Um, that's why Elav Hayyim. If it wasn't for that day, and he was just um, being able to tell people to skate in and piskei alafas, and people would have been moisiv kedusha. Fine, it would have been hisafas. Of Kedusha in the world. But it would never have been a change. And he definitely would have been changed. But because he because of the change of the Khafsa, the Khalaisa Khafsa, therefore, in addition to his own terramitsis, which would cause a change, he would also be able to teach other people. And he causes other people to change their Khafsa uh, when they do the mitzvah. So he would be the one that's causing everybody to transform the shuk into something which is Kaidish, uh, and therefore he was very excited. That's what. So this idea shows how Pnimisatar and Niglotar are one Tara Mamish. 
Hasbara now Kinigla Ayla Bakana Echam of Urbe Hasidis. Shavidis Abbas Palam Shach of Yehudarak Maila. He says this explanation, which is based on halacha, fits very well with the famous explanation of Hasidis that the Avaid of the Avais, they were only able to affect these Yehudim Lamaila, able to affect these spiritual unifications above, able to be Mamshik Dusha in the higher realms, but they didn't actually change anything physically in this world. Those who are holy cannot come down, and that which is downwards cannot become holy. That gezerah, that everything which is gashmi, is main gashmi, is a rufmi, is main rufmi, is this battle. After Matan something which is a gashmi, the gazach, can become holy. So that is an idea of chasidus. That says after Matan there was the capability for things which are in this world, which are klipas, to all of a sudden to, be, to draw Kedusha into them. And these ideas which are initially klipa can now become something which is Kedusha. So that's happened after. There's many levels of this Amshacha. There's a certain level of Amshacha, of the mitzvah, of Kedusha, which, which are in things which you can do the mitzvah, but you didn't do it yet. And then there's a higher level of a hamshacha of a chepitz which was prepared and set aside to fill of the mitzvah. You didn't do the mitzvah yet, but it's set aside. It's in existence. Like let's say the esrig, you didn't do the mitzvah with it yet, but you were iskatsoi. You set it aside for the seven days. And then there's the dark of hamshacha which you draws down to this world and he actually fulfills the mitzvah of the payal, as explained in Arucha in Torah uh, So we see how beautifully these two concepts fit together. That this idea of the chafsa and the gavra in, um, in halacha, and we brought many nafkeminists that how we were relevant to the esrig and relevant to all, uh, I don't know, whatever we were spoken about in the sikha, this actually fits very well with the idea how it works also in Pneumis um, Torah. One example of this concept—the idea of let's say chal of Yisrael, which we know that someone drinks milk, which is chal of Akim, it's matamta malad v'hamayach. So chal of Yisrael is an isadurabana. So what would be the halacha if someone by accident drank basar, uh, drank um, something which is not chal of Yisrael? So the pashas you would think, since it's only isadurabana, that means the chatz itself. Is always is, is a mutter item, and therefore, and the person wasn't amazed, it was a complete accident. Therefore, when he eats his things, it shouldn't be matamtam hamayach because it was something which is an accident, it's something which is only on the it's an iser which is on the gavra, not on the chatzah. But we know in the Alter Rebbe, he writes uh, in the Tanya that even by an iser it actually changes the chatzah, that the chamim had chamurim diversifrim, that they the chachamim Hashem gave the ability to the chamim that they could actually change. The chafs itself. So the chafs itself is able to come to Shlosh Klippas Tameis. So according to the Shita of the Rebbe, by having something which is not Chal Yisrael, even by accident, would be Metamta V'amay V'alech. So this is just one example of this idea in Halacha. Is an Isidur Banan, Asim Mitzad the chafs or not, is actually also Negea to something which is in Pnimi Satayra. Is Chal Yisrael, Metamta V'alei V'amayich, if you have it by accident.